Hello there. Welcome back to the Library of Audio Fiction. As always, I'm the Acquisitions Librarian, and this week I've been collecting a few new dramas, books, stories, action plays, and a few other things. And I've got a few things I've been listening to. First, it was the last episode of A Very Vampire Christmas. Abby had been kidnapped by Mrs. Cole, who appears to be a vampire hunter for some reason, and has been sort of struggling to get back just in time for the Big Town Festival. Luckily, a quick power with a vampire powers sorts her out, which was a bit frustrating really because that's quite anticlimactic. I had been hoping, as I said previously, for the vampire genre to kick in a bit more seriously, but this had, in the end, a fairly weak ending, in that I suppose it is a rom-com and things being sort of tied up with a bow at the end are quite typical. I think it's just not for me, perhaps, is the problem. It's still been very well made, you know, it's a, it's a solid show. I think it's just, perhaps the genre, not for me. I suspect if you are a classic rom-com fan, you might get quite a lot out of it. Staying with uh, relationships to some degree, but in a rather more horrible way, is The Switch, which is a science fiction series about a world in which the majority of people have undergone a sort of spontaneous, unexplained switch of sexes, male to female or vice versa, which is a topic that's been covered occasionally elsewhere. I think there's a book series called The Sex Gates, and I find this one quite entertaining for a couple of reasons. First, because I'm pretty sure it's been developed from the uh, exchange meme, which some of you will get, some of you won't. But also because, personal pride moment here, I wrote the original version of SCP-113 a very, very long time ago, which was a sort of a, a piece of red jasper that switched people's sexes. It's probably the one creative thing that I've ever done, which will live the longest, because SCP got rather popular. But this is in many ways similar to The Dragoning, which I may have mentioned previously on here, or may have not, I'm not sure. It's all about sexual politics. So if you have a, as in the first episode, a big hefty linebacker or quarterback, I'm not sure what the American football terms are there, turning suddenly from, you know, a 300 pound, sorry, metric, into something of a waif, there's a sudden fear element and a vulnerability element that hasn't been seen previously. And that the learning of how to adapt to that change is quite significant. So you see similarities with the dragoning there where there's sort of support networks being set up for people who've switched either way, to be fair. But obviously with the switch to female coming with a rather more risk and threat, generally, than the alternative. We'll see how it deals with this as a concept. There's always a risk of this sort of coming across poorly, relating to, say, trans issues and other things. But it's only had a first episode, so I'll keep listening to it and see where it goes. It has a nice solid start, though. I've also been continuing with The Rat King, which is now to episode 4. The difficulties continue as we get a few more hints of both the strangeness with the rats around the house and what they might have relation to their real lives continues. But it's taking, it is a slow burner. It is taking its while to get to a point, as well as elements of the, the landlord's, let's say, maintenance man who lived on site and has been rather poorly treated since. So there's quite a wide world being built up here and it's, it's a lot of detail coming through. I do tend to be a bit more like, please give me the plot, in terms of wanting the wanting the answers. But it's it's very solid. The soundscape pleases me, because it's very subtle, but now and then you get this little plucking violin in such a way that you think of a heartbeat just tapping away, adding just that small element of drama, just as something happens, you get this slight fear in the back of your head as what's, is, of what it's building to. 
try picking up a couple of new ones as well. So one of which was The Unseen World, a science fiction musical about a, well, about a couple of different people, really. So it follows Ralphie, who has died and gone to what's called Blue Heaven, implying that there are green heavens and red heavens and a few other bits and pieces in the background. I'm not sure yet whether this is like a virtual reality afterlife, with the fear that if you don't behave correctly or you break the rules, you're pushed back into an equivalent of hell. Which we see, actually, in some form, in that essentially a bunch of Cenobites turn up from Hellraiser and have a quite a pleasing song about how grumpy and angry they all are and the things they'll do to you. It's an interesting one, because that's paired to then Ralphie's partner and his sister, who is having sort of visions of this. It's very surreal. It's very sort of dream boy-like. I'm not quite sure it's going yet, but it's it's definitely an interesting one. It's very much, we're going to hit you with the weird stuff, kind of in media res. It doesn't really hold your hand. You don't go in quite a lot of focus to this, but, but definitely interesting. Another new one was Jupiter's Ghost. It's essentially slice of life set on a spaceship. It's lots of snippets of, you know, Stardate X-75, Captain's Log, with all the different members of the crew and the problems they have. So you've got people who are, well, in a post-scarcity, non-capitalist society, desperate to make money for just some reason. They have the money brain worms. So they're getting trouble with gambling or reinventing slave labor in a comedic way, apparently. But also they've got, for example, a mouse on board, or they don't. Nobody's quite sure yet. And generally a few other problems as they sort of run into colony ships and things like that. It's weirdly sort of passive. It felt really low energy, this, in such that because it's all sort of Starship's logs, it's all very in the past, it doesn't quite feel punchy enough. So I'm not sure I'll stick with this one. Interesting if you want, like, a gentle listen. It's very much a nice, cosy, quiet, but I'm not sure it's a great plot-driven extravaganza. And finally, I've been doing a re-listen to Quest of Ruin, which is a not-actual play, essentially, in the form of being a scripted simulation of an actual play, about 20 minutes long, so not the usual hour and a half to three hours of an actual, actual play, following sort of a very brief introduction of the players and then into in-character voice for the game itself. I had to go back and listen to this again because I knew it had bits throughout it that tied together, but I'd lost track exactly of what happened over the last several weeks. And I've forgotten from, like, even the trailer, you see hints of the game world somehow leaking into the real world in that the DM is doing something. So the, the dungeon master has some sort of deal with some sort of strange mythical creature. We think it's not been made clear at all to have an influence on the players and then maybe feed that back into this, I suppose, like a warlock uh, patron in another world somehow. So you get these bits now and then where a character has been injured or lost their memory or some such, and you find that the player has got a nosebleed or a sleepiness and similar things but it's set in a very miserable world in in, in a game world in that there's been the the huge war the war of destruction and everything's rather torn apart afterwards so it's quite a lot of horror in this which is really quite well done you know you've got mind control thought stealing strange infestations it's definitely a good series and it's one i've kind of kept on listening to ever since the start so highly recommended That's it for this week, I think. Hope you find something of interest to listen to. And that'll do you.
Anyway, cheerio.